Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, you know, if uh, if everyone's a little, maybe a little slow getting getting going this morning in the household and kids aren't downstairs in time for breakfast get out the door for school yeah i got a little something you can you can tell them say hey i know it's been a long slog for you guys and for all of us but once you get through today you've got an extended break most likely from school maybe working in your office maybe any of those things finally some time off and some family time at home for for you Okay. Queue up one day more. So one one more day. Yes, one day more. <laughs> what, if you fight through this day, you can finally get to the promised land of, uh, depending on your schedule, probably a four a nice long four, extended four day weekend. Just what they all need. Just what everyone needs is a little time just to, just to kind of lean into family time. Can you imagine yeah. a grocery store run today? Oh, I don't, did, did people did people stock up so much last <laughs> yeah. weekend that they. They, that doesn't matter. Man, I went out. They've restocked? Oh, yeah. Uh, I went out before <laughs> the last one. Um, so I forget what the timing even was for that now. I think I went out on, on uh, what, Monday before it started on, got go, really go, I, whatever. I can't remember the days now. Whatever. When it was peak pre-storm panic at the grocery store. Uh, I wanted to get some stuff to make some soup, some potato soup. And I, I learned that I was not the only one who... Wanted soup, and thus the chicken broth, chicken stock area looked like there had been a tornado. That that was a new one for me. That was a new one. It's always very specific things. It's usually the chip aisle, mm-hmm. uh, bread, the, milk. Bread, milk. Milk is obviously a big one. You know, here's a little underrated one, whether it's a storm or not. This, do you know what this city loves? You, I bet you need to find a wallet hub ranking on this. I would contend. That there may not be a city in this country that loves its yogurt as much as Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> oh, does. we we love our yogurt. Do you at, at your house or oh, just yeah. you? I, I, well, I, I do, but I've got a, I've got a toddler. That's oh a yeah, really- she does too. So my wife has like she uh, she has like two or three different kinds of yogurt that she eats like specifically, um, and I always have that on the list usually, and I do most of the grocery shopping. It doesn't really. Usually, those those yogurt sections are just absolutely. I think there's a shortage, uh, or something, because mm-hmm. to get the the specific flavors and brands, it's kind of a it's like a lottery ticket to be able to to get those. Lincoln loves it some yogurt, so and it's a great replacement for sour cream. If you just get just plain yogurt, yeah. If you're trying to be healthy, yes, I wouldn't say it's a great uh, one. It's it is. A, no. It's a it replacement. I've done that before when I've been trying to, yeah. I mean, in certain situations, it can, it can work. It but works just fine. I you can tell how much opinion. the tastes. <laughs> I mean, it tastes worse. How much yes. the, the the it does not. How much the the shelves are getting a little bit more barren when we we made chili over the weekend, and when my wife comes home with not just the generic store brand. For some of the items, I was like, oh, man, we are springing for bushes. Okay. <laughs> Look at us. Real, we're we're going to have some good chili yeah, today. The, the chi- <laughs> you can put the chili ingredients always in that list, too, of the, the grocery store issues. This time, uh, the, the, the pre-snow. And, and, of course, I timed it. 
like this is not me like doomsday prepping or anything like i'm not going out to get my patriot supply or anything like that this is i just i just need groceries regularly snowstorm or not and of course that's going to happen today when that you know right when the whole thing is starting but so godspeed if you're uh out there if you need chicken broth or chicken stock or or milk or or just of, chicken right yeah <laughs> hey, or, hey. and anything or, that exists in the store yep uh all I, right. bought, I bought a chicken to make sandwiches you bought a chicken to make like a whole chicken to make yeah, sandwiches, and, and it didn't make any sandwiches. Why is that? How, why is that? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, great, good stuff. Uh, nothing. By the way, nothing this morning on the latest weather runs oh. indicate that this is going to be any, you know, better than we hoped. They're not, as of now, at least they're not. They're not scaling this thing back. They continue yeah. to have. <laughs> Pretty yeah. pretty significant snows, pretty significantly cold wind chills. I saw a number on the wind chill expectations for the area that I haven't seen before. That was this morning. Oh, yeah. Minus, minus uh, from 40 to 50 below wind chills. Whoa. Yikes. Uh, super. And as a matter of fact, I think it's from 6 o'clock tomorrow night until sometime on Tuesday. Wind chills will not be above zero. From starting tonight, that tomorrow, is tomorrow. Tomorrow night. All right, tomorrow. Through so Tuesday. E- enjoy this warm, warm. Uh, actually, uh, man, that sun came out yesterday in the <laughs> afternoon, and I was like, "See now, this it did a number. This is the winter I can deal. This I can deal with. It's not abnormally warm or anything like that. It was right around, you know, freezing, maybe a degree or two above it. Uh, but the sun was out. I was like, man, see this I could I could handle for a month or two. Well. That's changing. The latest uh, on this is that you are now in a winter weather warning yeah, here. We're on a winter storm. Winter storm warning. Sorry, the, I used the wrong three term. this afternoon till 9 tomorrow night. Till 9 tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, widespread snow expected this afternoon into Friday. Periods of near blizzard conditions are likely late into tonight into Friday, especially in eastern Nebraska, far eastern Nebraska. Considerable blowing snow Friday, even after the snow ends. Significantly colder temps beginning next week and continuing through early next week. Coldest wind chills of 40 to 50 below on Sunday morning. So don't wear that... Uh, don't wear the cargo shorts to church on Sunday. My guess is there'll be a lot of church services canceled. Snowfall forecast for Lincoln, latest as of an hour and a half ago from the National Weather Service. Five to eight inches in the capital city. Probability of six plus inches of snow, 55%. Probability of eight plus inches of snow, 16%. Oh, man. Uh, so 55% that we're getting more snow than we did the last yeah. round that we had. I, I, I would put that roughly at five to six inches on this. Um, and it'll be light fluffy, uh, so it's going to blow around. Cool. A lot different type of snow. So You're, so we've got the, the winter storm warning, three this afternoon till nine tomorrow night. Then the wind chill advisory, midnight tonight till noon Friday. And a wind chill advisory again from nine Friday night to six on Saturday morning. And then we kick in the real cold with a wind chill warning, six Saturday night to noon on Tuesday. Okay, so we got four of them. Um, and then uh, there's probably a, probably a potential, I would guess, of some kind of a blizzard warning coming too, uh, along with this. Yeah. Well, because right now the winds that they're talking about on Friday, 
after whatever falls, you know, four to six to eight inches, whatever it is, we're talking 35 miles an hour at 6 a.m. tomorrow when we walk, when we get the show started. And higher gusts. (laughs) Yeah, actually, they had a... a, We're going to be the only people here tomorrow morning, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. Sales aren't coming in. Yeah. We're going to pretty much be the only people here. I was on a uh, (laughs) a public service, uh, public safety media webinar with Weather Service yesterday afternoon, and they said at this point, they have blizzard warning queued up but, yeah but they're not they've got to have conditions uh, that, that last for a certain amount of time in order to yeah that. but so you could probably add that to the laundry list most likely of warnings watches advisories just downright crummy stuff and so yeah this this weekend is going to be one that you can try and stay in as much as possible but unfortunately you're probably gonna have a lot of snow to move uh, you're still gonna. I'm. St- I at least I'm still gonna have dogs that need to be walked, uh, or just a dog. I don't think I got another one. And, and some caution from uh, Steve Beal. He's the animal control manager for the mm-hmm. city. Got to be really careful when you do take your animals out. Well, because even you know dogs and their pads, they can freeze very very quickly. I wish Steve would tell that to my dog. I don't necessarily want to take him out. It's the dog that wants <laughs> to go out. Well, yeah, just don't stay out very long. Great! Get out there, do your done. business. Good. You you come oh, fight you come fight our husky over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet I bet the husky doesn't mind this too much, he even is, though he is a mouthy son of a gun right now. Oh, good. Nor well, nor if it if it's kind of just like wet and muddy, he's prissy. Mm-hmm. He's like, eh, get me inside to my soft thing so I can just lay down and pout. He is fighting us. No, like he, like if you he if wants you, to be outside. Yes. Yeah. And we've even put like a little dog bed just on the on the porch in case he wants to lay on that. And he will sometimes and just he'll stay out there. Like he'll he'll probably be out there for like six hours today. Jeez. And someone will come by and they'll be like, Your dog's outside. It'll be like, I know. You tell him that. <laughs> like you you let him know his that an- we would like his, him inside. His ancestors were in the Iditarod, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Descended from Balto. Uh when is all this over? Well, we'll find out a little bit more today. Dr. Ken Dewey joins us at 8.35 today. Greg Sharp's out of town, so we put Dr. Dewey in that slot. I see by Monday, Mark, we have mostly sunny and a high near 25, so that'll feel pretty good, I think. Yeah, but look at the winds. They're going to, uh, wind chill's still going to stay below 11 zero. to 14, gusts at 21. I that's, mean, it's that's not. going to keep the wind chill below zero. It's not obscene uh, compared to some of the things that we're going we're gonna to see here, so. Maybe by midweek next week, you're going to be feeling like we're a little bit back to this thing. But And, and this is what we'll discuss with Dr. Dewey, Mark, is just then how much does this snow that is going to be here for quite a while just keep temperatures down uh, right. going forward? Yeah. Because you're going to need a pretty – if you end up with, what, 8, 9, 10, 11 foot of snow on the ground, you're going to need quite a bit of melting to, to get any anything real significant in there. So – just got a uh, alert from Fox News. Yes, Bill Belichick is gone. Really? Oh, L- not going to be the coach of New England, right? As in, right. as in they, gone. So the, he wow. and the Patriots have parted ways. Well, that makes a couple of tweets make sense right now. Okay, so Belichick <laughs> and Saban both within twenty four hours. The kind of the the all time greats of the last twenty years in the coaching some, world. Someone tweeted out, "What time do Belichick and Saban tee off today?" I was like, "Well, what's wrong with yeah. with Belichick?" Oh. Right. Well, okay. And what's his name? Uh, Washington uh, is out of his coaching job. Uh, Seattle. 
Oh, Pete, yeah, Pete, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, yeah. yes. Pete Carroll. Yeah. A lot of the, oh, the long time. Yeah, here come right all now. of my alerts on my phone okay. about Belichick. Jeez. So Belichick is done at the <laughs> hey, the newsroom. What had the scoop? Look going. at you there go. You go. <laughs> Look at you. There you go. Take well, that national what's happening other in, sports uh, people. What's happening in non-Bill Belichick news this morning, Mark? Uh, <laughs> teeing up uh, maybe a <laughs> knockdown, drag out fight in the legislature. Secret ballots? Uh, that. Uh, and Senator Merv Reapy. Oh. Uh, also oh. put in his uh, abortion uh, bill, which would be the 12 week mm. that he championed last time. Okay, so okay, help me under. I need to 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 remember what all this because, um, the, as, as I understand it, one of the bills he introduced is basically an exception to right. beyond the 12 week ban if there's a, a determination that there's a terminal condition with the fetus that would result in death outside of the womb. Yeah, that's called a fetal anomaly. Okay. and But you know that the minute this comes up, the battle royals on. Yes. Um, and that he, he had proposed that last year. Uh, it got rejected at that point, and instead they passed the 12-week ban based on gestational age. Um, and Reapy ended up voted yes on that bill, but he was a major kind of swing player right. in the whole discussion about about this whole thing, and so he is now uh, he is now going to be bringing that up. You, you wondered how much this was even going to come up at all this session, just because I didn't know how many bills there would be about. It. Even the governor had said basically, "Hey, we're going to let whatever happens next on this." If there's something that's going to happen on the ballot, we'll, we'll let that go on. So I kind of wondered if there was going to be a whole lot more on that. Well, it looks like it'll be at least discussed. Uh, this isn't necessarily like a wholesale change, though, to no. to the existing law, like might be considered by some of the uh, ballot initiative, for instance. Yeah. And, and one uh, one other thing that I, I was a little curious, the, the uh, language that uh, Mayor Larry and Gaylor Baird used earlier this week in the Dan's Parsons show, Saying that uh, you know they were going to be watching uh, for local government control, and and that was uh, very much a part of what she kept saying. Well, as of yesterday, uh, I find or early this morning when I read the details, I finally I think know what she was talking about because Senator Rob Clements of Elmwood has uh, put a um, bill forward that would bar the Lincoln Lancaster County Health Department from issuing directive health measures without permission. In the State Department of Health and Human Services. Oh, because there was some kind of an exception, yeah. a loophole with Lincoln? Yep. That's right. Okay. So now I'm understanding the local control. So that concern. could be, so that would basically mean that the Lincoln-Lancaster County Health Department couldn't do a directed health measure like they did with the math, mask mandate without state approval if right. what Senator Clement get Clements uh, would have uh, his bill go forward with this whole thing. I mean, she could have also just been referring to to the whole property tax discussion well, too. That, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that that plays in as well. So, uh, all right. So those are some of the things going on. Uh, Mark, anything else that we uh, we need to hit there? It was uh, kind of the front, the top here no, with but, the legislative stuff. Uh, you know, I was busy yesterday. Didn't get on chaps, but boy, my fingers are getting chapped. Typing uh, winter weather advisory yeah. warning. 
Yep. Yeah. A few more. Just days. have it permanently copied so you can just hit paste right. and then just I, change whether it's an advisory we, or a warning have, or a. We what. have a, a, a little side bar <laughs> over on our, our news software. And that's exactly what I did yesterday. <laughs> I uh, yeah, and I control got, C, control V. Mm-hmm. I pulled up the eight to fourteen day temperature outlook, and it's uh, not pro- it's not warming up here uh, through January twenty fourth according to the National Weather Service. So pretty much can take January off the books. Yeah. Instead of chopping weeks off, this is uh, just chopping weeks on, basically, the next three weeks. I I don't know how inaccurate it is, but I just pulled up the 30-day forecast from our MS, uh, from our Windows software, and they're now saying 68 on the 23rd, 70 on the 24th. (laughs) And mid to upper 70s the last week. Wait, of January? Yeah. Oh, I love so. this stupid fake thing. <laughs> oh, my. It says 90 for February 3rd. 91 on mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Way to go, Bill. Honestly, it almost just makes me feel better to even know. I know it's fake. I know there's a problem. Uh, but I still feel kind of good about Jeez. it after all is said and done. Uh, and Nebraska gets a rare offensive lineman out of the transfer portal. We're going to learn a little bit Mazuka. more about it. Mazuka. Okay. Mazuka, I think. Nope, Mazuka. I looked it up. <laughs> it's M-A-Z-Z-C-C-U-A. I, I, know, I know where the C's are. Like rhymes with bazooka? Yes. His brother is walking on and running that. back here. I mean, I know that, but I just am phonetically reading the name. And nope, the... it's like bazooka. Well, I mean, that's cooler, but I'm surprised. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, he started at Florida all of last year. Was it also was as at Baylor. He, well, and he didn't start one game last year because he was suspended for squaring up to fight someone. Because he got in a fight, yes. like an old timey boxer. Yeah, old timey, where they're like, he will go fisticuffs. Yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> Look up the Florida Tennessee fight, and uh, you'll see one of the funniest still pictures probably you'll, you've ever seen in a football. Got that game. dog in him. I guess so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever. He's like also six five three twenty. Yes, uh, guard and uh, good. Yeah. That'll be good. You don't get that in the transfer portal very often. All right, 626, 13 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, a couple of reminders. As I just mentioned before we went to the, the news break, we do have tickets to give away at 710, giving away Nebraska basketball tickets for uh, what is that the Northwestern game next week? Northwestern, Northwestern next game. Saturday, next, so not in two days. But next not. Saturday, a week from Saturday, so the weather will probably be better then. So be listening for the cue to call at 710 for that. 
Uh, tomorrow will be an interesting day on the show because we may be covering a complete blizzard, uh, but it will still be a request line Friday, nonetheless. And so we will uh, be taking your requested songs. We have been taking your request songs. So if you want to get those in, there is going to be... We've done themes, I think, every week since we've started. So we are going to be we're going to be open this week. Whatever you want to hear, whatever the whatever the blizzard has you in the mood for, I guess. What what, what are your snow Friday. jams? Yeah, uh, if you if that if you want to go that way, you can. But we're not going to put anything. Official yeah, whatever on you want this week. So that will be tomorrow morning. Text in those songs to four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. So tomorrow morning show will be a mix of uh, uh, a mix of. News, discussing local issues, blizzard coverage, and your favorite jams. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of what we're in. Just what you expect. That's right. All right, that's what we got coming up. Uh, now it is time, though, for our sound off. As I am getting my clips together, very obviously, and delaying just a little bit. All right, here we are. Uh, sound off. Hey, final debate last night, Caleb. Uh, in the Republican primary, because if they keep doing them, it's just going to be one person on stage talking. They are down to two people on that stage, uh, DeSantis and Nikki Haley, and they were in Iowa last night debating away. In the debate hosted by CNN, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis took a jab at challenger Nikki Haley's record on education. I beat the teachers union, and you know what the results are? When she was governor of South Carolina, she was rated 50th in education, dead last. You know where Florida is under my watch? Number one in the nation. Haley outlined the differences between her and the front runner in the race, former President Donald Trump. I don't think that President Trump is the right president to go forward. I think it's time for a new generational leader that's going to go and make America proud again. That's what I'm going to try and do. Trump qualified for the debate, but once again opted not to take part. Sue Guzman, Fox News. He had his own event on Fox, uh, kind of a town hall meeting slash interview type deal as well uh and then the other the other news yesterday uh, one of the candidates that did not make it up on the debate stage uh before the debate even began he he bowed out of the presidential race for 2024 chris christie this is the end of your journey as a candidate cue the you had a bad day song like they used to on american idol just before he dropped out of the republican presidential race governor christie handicapped the remaining top contenders he said former u.n ambassador nikki haley has spent almost 70 million dollars but she's gonna get smoked and you and i both know it she's not up to this christie then talked about what he perceived was the state of mind of florida governor ron DeSantis. Perhaps after learning the loudest voice against former President Trump was dropping out. DeSantis called me, petrified. The Iowa caucuses, without Christie, are next Monday. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Uh, all right. By the way, that was like a, that was like a, he didn't say it there, but that was like a hot mic thing. He was backstage, I think, before yeah. his event and talking to someone. And uh, I guess luckily for him, he didn't say anything that was, I mean, he, yeah, he wasn't very nice about Nikki Haley, but I'm not sure he's been that nice about her to her when he's been on open regular open mics now uh, as well. So was that like the highest quality open mic audio ever? Oh, that that it was, was it was like that was speaking directly into right, the hot right. Mic. They just got like perfect audio quality on that <laughs> thing, and somebody noticed it because if you. If you hear it, that last part that he was talking about there, when he was talking about DeSantis calling him and being terrified, all of a sudden it, the audio dropped. After that, it's like somebody 
somebody realized up at the board, like you or Caleb, that uh, that something was open that shouldn't have been, and they they brought it down. <laughs> so I don't like I don't know if it was being broadcast over TV or in the room or what happened with that exactly, but nonetheless, uh, Chris Christie out. So is I'm trying to even I'm trying to even get straight who is even still a is, is Ramaswamy is still technically in. Although he's not, wasn't a part of the debate. So, uh, but perhaps his his journey is going to end after Iowa as well. There were so, so many comments I saw yesterday with because uh, I like we've talked about it here, but a lot of comments. Huh? Didn't realize Chris Christie was even even running. <laughs> didn't didn't think that was a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, in his his whole, uh, he was in there. I think it, in his mind to not to win the race, but to be a consistent voice that was, you know, bringing up what his belief was that uh, nominating Donald Trump would be a big mistake and would be a problem and was trying to move the conversation that direction with some of his opponents in the primary. Um, I'm not sure how much of an impact he had on the whole thing, but I guess we'll we'll see in terms of how they're how they're handling it. it. It will be it will be interesting when you eventually do get down to one of those two whether it be Haley or DeSantis, and they won't be talking about each other anymore, and it'll simply be mono e mono or mono e womano, uh, essentially, mm-hmm. on this with, with Donald Trump and how different the conversation feels at that point. But, I mean, listen, call a spade a spade here. Like, there's, a, there's part of them that wants to call him out for certain things, and they do... But they're also, I mean, they're also concerned and careful about doing that because there can be backlash for doing. I mean, Christie said those things, and like we all agree that's true, right? For those those candidates, like mm-hmm. they've got to position that if they're if they're serious at all about competing in this thing, they've got to position themselves as being the better option than Donald Trump. They're they're trying to do that, but. They kind of do it with one arm tied behind their back, too. Because none of them are going all in. Right. They're, because there are consequences. This electorate has made clear that there are consequences, and, and Trump has made clear that there are consequences for um, for people who significantly cross him, right? Now, on the other hand, on the other hand, on the, on the Trump Fox Town Hall Last night, listen to the end of this clip when he was talking about who his potential vice presidential candidate would be. Take a listen. Former President Trump took part in the Fox News town hall in Iowa, and he took aim at President Biden and his opponents. The former president also taking time to tout his own record and to outline his plans for the future. And he even teased that he has already picked out his VP pick. Martha actually asked former President Trump if he would consider any of his GOP opponents, and he said he would. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's already he's already picked out his VP. He would pick someone who's an opponent. He didn't necessarily say it is. I, I guess he's not saying that it is necessarily one of his opponents. But if it's if it's one of his opponents, who do we think this is? Haley. It's probably it, Haley is the most likely. I would yeah. think, right? Yeah. It's not. It, it's definitely not DeSantis. No. It's not did Christie. He, he, did he ever even? No, it's hundred <laughs> percent. Like if, if we're if we're going to go ahead, I mean, and I guess the only those. other one would be would he would it be Vivek? Would he? Would that be a thing? 
That'd be interesting. I don't think you. Maybe. Yes, I just think it's going to be Haley. He hasn't ever. He didn't ever give Haley a nickname, did he? Like Ronda Sanctimonious. No. <laughs> the nicknames are real hit and miss lately. I think. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he, he was really good early there on. Were some good ones. I mean, there were some. There were some good ones earlier, but sometimes, sometimes you're not doing the. the, the 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 best the best was no energy wasn't it low energy Jeb yep that was probably the best the worst is really a nickname but when he called the select committee the unselect committee I thought that one probably could have used a little more workshopping in my opinion with that with that one uh, uh, by the way they're supposed to do the caucusing Caleb on Monday uh, in Iowa not sure. I know. I I know that you've been looking at the weather a little bit. We've been talking about the weather. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you have any uh, Monday in Iowa is going to be basically like Sunday in Nebraska. I I have a feeling. Uh, I actually all of them are going to kind of mm-hmm. be the same. Terrible. Lots of snow. Uh, low low wind chills. It is possible that come caucus day, temperatures will not get above zero degrees. We'll see how that impacts turnout. That could be the coldest caucus day in decades and possibly of all time. You know, the big weather story this week has been the first major snowstorm of the season as we lead to the first major contest of the political season. That led to some canceled events while the candidates really want to reach voters and make their final push. All of those events seem to be back on track now, but there's more snow in the forecast. And as we focus in on those falling temperatures come Monday, most caucus goers say they'll show up no matter the weather. I mean, it is an interesting question. If you're you're uh, just how many people can it, it like, is there an actual problem? Is it possible for people to get out? You've got to physically, obviously, you have to physically be there to vote, but you got to physically be there for the caucus. And it's also a little bit more of a time commitment that goes along with yeah. that as well. And it's, it could be a day where it's interesting because it could be a day where schools and events are canceled anyway there, but they still have to open up these buildings that are that are venues where places where, where things were canceled for that day as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be interesting. So. How much does that play into it? I don't know. I, I mean, I have no idea how much it helps or hurts anybody either, along with the whole process. Yeah, there's there's a different level of commitment to to going in and going through the whole caucus process as opposed to just walk up, vote for who you'd prefer, get, get out of get there, get out, get back, get back home in front of the fireplace. Yes, in your nice palatial Iowa estate. You could, or replace all the caucus. Just do uh, just do ranked choice. Yeah, just go to be like okay, well. My my person didn't make it. Here's the next person I well, would go to. Remember the last time they did the Iowa caucus, they had all kinds of problems with the with the app with the technology that that went along with mm-hmm. it. So we'll see if they've got that all ironed out uh, since last time. All right, other things going on here this morning. Uh, the the uh, Boeing type of aircraft that were involved in the recent Alaska Air incident, where you had the uh, the panel. Basically ripped out of there. The kid's shirt ripped off of his body. Yep. Uh, all of those things. So these are all these are all grounded now, which I, I assumed was going to happen here at this point. But what is next? Because uh, these air these uh, airplanes are part, as we talked about earlier, uh, a part of many of the fleets that are around there, especially Alaska Air. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg saying that the Max Nine will not return to service until they verified it's safe. Today, Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun claimed 
that the fuselage plug can never blow out from the airplane. He also noted he's spoken to Buttigieg and the FAA about what needs to be done to prevent this. Spirit Aerosystems, the group behind the door plug, was once a unit of Boeing until it broke off in 2005. The Kansas-based manufacturer announcing today, quote, Spirit Aerosystems has been working closely with our customers since the event with Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 on January 5th. So, like, but this is significant, especially for Alaska Airlines, because this is between 110 and 150 flights per day. Yeah. That they're doing. It's not just, it's not just like they got a fleet of like three of these things. And mm-hmm. the, no, 110 and 150 flights per day. So they're like, they're saying, hey, we're acknowledging it's not going to fly for at least several more days. We've canceled flights through Saturday, but they're like, we got to get things these things going here mm-hmm. by next week, basically, with this whole thing. Uh, United Airlines canceled 167 Boeing 737 MAX 9 flights on Wednesday. They expect significant cancellations that go along with this today as well. But again, when you have this amount of cancellations, they're obviously really pushing for this thing to get done, not in weeks, but in days. Before this is uh, over, and there so. there are no previous issues before, uh, I guess a week ago. Not that I, I mean, not not that I know of here at this point. Obviously, nothing that was as significant as that. It's nothing that was significant as what mm-hmm. happened with that flight, right? Uh, for for certain. Because I'm so. trying to imagine if this was two to three weeks ago, and you start shutting down all of these planes. Think about those flights over the holidays. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're right. And like, like we there. just missed that window. Right. Yeah, that would be incredible, incredible uh, problems with the whole air industry if that had happened, you're right, a, a few weeks earlier than it did. A uh, couple other pieces of news here this morning before we wrap this up on the sound off. Uh, this is interesting. Some of the numbers this year in the entertainment industry with streaming music are, uh, you know, this has been something that's been around for quite a while, well over a decade in terms of the Spotify's of the world and the Apple Music's of the world and Pandora's and those things of the world. But they're really starting to see industry growth here, maybe a decade plus since they've been on the market. The global music industry surpassed 4 trillion streams last year, a new single year record according to Luminate's 2023 year-end report. And country, alongside Latin and world music, saw the biggest growth here in the U.S. By the end of 2023, Luminate found that Spanish language music's share of the top 10,000 songs streamed in the U.S. grew 3.8%. We can't talk global music without mentioning Taylor Swift. She made up one in every 78 U.S. on-demand audio streams, and her dominance is reflected in the top albums chart, where she accounts for five of the top 10 albums. Michelle Polino. Fox that, News. Okay, that number is insane. One out of 78 on-demand audio streams was a Taylor Swift song. Do you know how much music is out there in the world? And one of 78, one of that, 78, that's more than 1% is Taylor Swift. That's insane. To give you an idea, like, I don't think we've seen anything like this in the music industry. No. With one, I mean, I don't know, you got... I mean, I, and it's hard, you can't even really compare across generations uh, very well because you did it different ways. Radio play and album sales, um, you know, were the Beatles at a place like that? I don't know. 
I, I mean, I suppose there's a debate to be had, but that number, one in 78 of all music streams are Taylor Swift songs. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And that's that's all genres. That's all music. Yeah, that, that's, that's all music. That's all right. everything that's right. streamed. It's everything that you can find on whatever service that you use. Crazy. Yeah. Co- uh, and Country had a good year. They streamed that in a small town. They did. They did that. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, uh, well, we've, we've got breaking news this morning in the sports world. Bill Belichick and the Patriots are parting ways. But last night, so we'll have more on that later, but last night, big news in the college football world with Nick Saban calling it a career at Alabama. No coach has won more national championships than the 72-year-old Saban. He won his first title in 2003 at LSU. After a two-year stint with the Miami Dolphins, Saban moved on to Alabama. There he guided the Crimson Tide to 201 victories, 11 SEC titles, and six national championships. Alabama has won at least 10 games in 16 consecutive seasons. That's the nation's longest stretch since the 1930s. The Tide also reached the college football playoffs in eight of 10 seasons. Saban ends his career with 292 victories, the sixth highest total in FBS history. Bob Mortali, Fox News. Is there any disappointment in saying, hey, one more season and you have 300 locked up? Yeah. Um, Maybe. I think it it sounds like this was maybe not something that was totally decided until recently mm-hmm. uh just without how some of it went down at the yeah. end i think there's a potential i think maybe his wife's health issues might play into this a little bit too yeah. as well so hey he's been he's been coaching for 50 years yeah yeah it's uh and one of his biggest go-to things was the story about when he coached Michigan State against Nebraska, and Nebraska and Tom Osborne absolutely thumped him uh, back in, what, 90, 95 was that? Uh, absolutely thumped him at, at Michigan State, and um, he, Tom Osborne came across the field after the game, and he said, you're not as bad as you think you are. And, <laughs> and Saban tells that story all the time now, which was meant to say, hey, don't yeah. get too down on yourself right. with, this, uh, with this whole thing. And Nebraska, the only school to ever face Saban and not lose. Oh, really? Interesting. I didn't know that. Very interesting. They didn't get a chance for the last, uh, you know, 30 years, but there you go. That's fine. Got it. It's 6.55. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, it is time to check in with Capital Humane Society. Matt Machar with Capital Humane Society joining us right now about those dogs and pets available for adoption. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, we're good. We're good. We're just just so excited about the next blizzard. I guess it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's just so much excitement right now. But uh, I think that I think everyone's got a little bit of that right now. Uh, let's let's talk about the pets available for adoption right now. What do we got? Yeah, so first off, we have Cooper, and Cooper is a four-year-old golden retriever. He's a neutered male, and he's kind of a lighter golden color, but he's a big boy. He weighs 87 pounds and came in as a lost dog, and unfortunately, he was not claimed. But big, happy dog, definitely loves to play with other dogs, and here at the shelter, as soon as he sees another dog, he's ready to go and go play. All right, very good. likely likely do well in a home with other dogs and also a home with uh, kids of all ages. Great, great. What else we got? And then we got Denali, and Denali is a one-year-old domestic short hair, spade female. She's black and white in color, weighs about eight pounds, and she also came in lost and was not claimed. And she's pretty shy at first, but once you give her some pets and a belly rub, uh, the purring motor gets going nonstop, and 
really does well with other cats here at the shelter. So uh, home with other cats would be ideal for her. There you go. Uh, what can people do if they want to make an adoption right now? Yeah, so come on out to the Pylock Pet Adoption Center. We're out at 70th and Nebraska Parkway. We're open today and tomorrow from 1130 to 7, as long as we'll see what happens with the weather. But um, <laughs> then Saturday and Sunday, we're open 12 to 5. All right, very good. Appreciate it. Hey, we'll talk to you uh, soon again, Matt. Thanks for your time. Yep, have a good one. All right, Matt Macharo, Capital Humane Society. All right, coming up. Ticket Thursday, tickets to Nebraska basketball versus Northwestern a week from Saturday. Got to guess what we're thinking of, though. We'll be thinking of something. It could be anything in the world. We'll see if you can get to it. 7 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. For traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. I mean, it sounds hard. Caleb and I think of something, anything in the universe, and you try and guess what it is in just a short segment, but sometimes it gets moving more quickly than you would think. And if you uh, are the one who guesses it right, we'll give you a pair of tickets to Nebraska Northwestern a week from Saturday. 402-479-1400. Still have an open line, actually. You guys are a little intimidated by this one, I guess. We'll see how it goes. Mike is going to take first shot at it today all right good morning mike you get to narrow it down from everything to not everything what's your first question everything not everything. yeah very good is this a man-made object no is it in north america no all right those are your two questions there you go thank you he doesn't get a guess. He just started narrowing it down. 402-479-1400. All right, let's see how fast. I'm always surprised how fast this thing starts moving eventually. All right, James's turn. Good morning, James. What's your uh, yes-no question? Uh, is it larger than a bread box? Yes. Yes. Is it smaller than a Volkswagen Beetle? No. All right, there you go, 402-479-1400. We got people just falling on the sword right now to ask questions. Okay, so not in North America, larger than the bread, bread box, larger than a Volkswagen Beetle as well. Uh, 402, for, and uh, not man-made. 402-479-1400. Playing for tickets to see Nebraska play Northwestern on Saturday. A week from Saturday. Yep. Uh, Nebraska men's Saturday. basketball. Big game. I feel like I shouldn't have to sell it to you like this. But 402, 479. When, by the way, I will add, the weather is not going to be at nearly as terrible. It's, it's going to be. We should be back by that point to something like highs of 27, which are going to feel remarkably good, especially if we get a little sun with that as well. All right, we got the calls coming in now. 402-479-1400 to take a shot at the thing that we are thinking of, uh, which can be anything. All right, Scott will take a shot at narrowing this down. All right, good morning, Scott. What's your yes-no question? Is it alive? No. Is it an iceberg? No. Good call. Good, good, good try. Good try. Thinking cool. All right, 402-479-1400. We're going to get a point here, Caleb, where we get this narrowed down a little closer and people are going to go nuts calling, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to feel like it's, it's obvious just, It eventually. feels like it's too much. But Mike does a good job of helping us really uh, get closer to it. All right, Mike, more questions from you. What do you want to ask? Hey, I missed Scott's questions. He said, is it uh, is it alive? I said no. Then he asked if it's an iceberg, and I said no. Okay. 
is it a uh, national landmark? No. 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 <laughs> hmm. Um, is it a mountain range? No. All right, 402. 479-1400. All right, there's there's something that'll probably t- trigger this thing to get in closer. We'll see if it comes up here. Uh, good morning, KLIN. Who am I talking to? Hayden. All right, Hayden, what's your yes-no question? Is it a city? No. Not a city? Nope. Uh, is it are, a country? Is it a country? No, also not a country. Sort of getting closer, sort of, Caleb. I think I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to mislead people here with this whole thing. We're sort of getting a little closer. Yeah, I like where it's uh, going. Who do we have? Uh, do you know? I think it's Scott. Right, I, we I think can't remember. Scott. Whoever this is. Good morning. Uh, who do we have? Uh, Scott. Scott. Yeah, I Scott. got it right. Oh, sorry. Uh, all right, yeah. Scott. Uh, more questions. What do you got? Yes, no questions for us. What are we thinking of? Is it on one of the continents? No. no. Mm. That's an interesting question. Is it bigger than a house? Yes. Yes. All right. There's two questions from Scott. Okay, we're warming up a little bit. We're only. We're, it's only seven thirteen now. We got to slow this thing down. I'm starting to fra- afraid we're no, moving too quick here. We've had a lot of questions flying. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Okay. So just to reset a little bit, phone lines are open for you right now. Caleb and I are thinking of something in the universe. Anything. Um, you guys are trying to narrow down and figuring out what it is by asking yes, no questions, uh, and or guessing. You get two of them per turn. Person who gets it right, who finally gets it, which I think we're going on that path toward, will get two tickets to Nebraska basketball's game against Northwestern. That is going to be held at Pinnacle Bank Arena Men's Basketball. This is a week from Saturday, so that would be the 20th. Uh, also, uh, if, if there weren't already enough Enough reason to go there because Nebraska basketball is doing well right now. Uh, Danny Nee is going to be there, which is uh, you never want to miss. You never want to miss. He uh, doesn't come back very often, so this will be a cool day to have him there. So 402-479-1400, back to the phones. Uh, This is Dana. Good morning, Dana. What's your yes-no question? Is it in outer space? Yes. Is it a meteor? No. Okay. <laughs> Dana just changed the game, Caleb. Dana just changed the game. All right, Midtown Dave, is he going to benefit from this? All right, Dave, you just got a break there. You got a break. What's your yes-no question? You kind of took my question. It's not on Earth. Um, is it the moon? Nope, not the moon. Go ahead, guess it again. Is Jupiter. Is it Jupiter? No, it is not Jupiter. Jeez. All right, 402-479-1400. The outer space question by Dana changed the game completely. <laughs> wow, the phone lines filled up a little quicker uh, then. <laughs> they did. 402-479-1400. Uh, let's see. Good morning, KLIN. Who am I talking to? You're on the air. I don't know. Uh, this is Doug. All right, Doug. How are you? All right. Uh, good, good. Yes, no question about this thing that we're thinking of. Um, Is it metal? No. no. Is it the moon? Is it the moon? No, not the moon. Closer and closer. All right. Uh, good morning, KLIN. Who am I talking to? Oh, that person's gone. All right, let's go to this one. Uh, good morning, KLIN. Who am I talking to? 
Dana. Hi, Dana. You changed the Hi. game. Let's see. It'd be nice if you could get this now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I missed. I missed one of the. Let's see what happened since she asked the question. Uh, since she asked the question, there was uh, just asked if it was metal, and then there was another guess for the moon. Someone asked if it was metal. We said no. It, it's not the moon, and it's well, not Jupiter. Yes. And it, so, what did the guy that said Jupiter? What did he ask right before that? Um. I think he just get, he just asked if it was the moon and then if it was yeah, Jupiter. Yeah, did two guesses. Yeah. The moon and the Jupiter, oh. I think, is what he did. Okay, all right. Yeah. So is it a planet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we're like in one in eight territory. Okay, is it... I don't know. Venus. Is it Venus? Oh! <laughs> I was kind of pulling for her to get it. I was definitely pulling for her. Uh, I was definitely pulling for her to get it. Because now everybody's going to get two shots at it. Uh, good morning. Who am I talking to? Hey, it's James. Oh, hey, James. Okay, this is good. All right, James, well, what's your uh, what's your question or guess here? Um, I missed Dana's second question. Oh, I can't tell you what it is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was uh, her, her guess was... She guessed Venus. Venus, and it was not Venus. Okay, is it... A planet that's between the asteroid belt and the sun. Oh, oh my stop God. it. Oh, my You stop God. that. Just a second. We got to Google Why do we not know this? Uh, so, say that again. It would be Mercury, Venus, Earth, or Mars. <laughs> I have the order up now. Uh, now no, no. It's not between the my sun kid, and the my asteroid. My kids had a song in preschool that was the order of the planets <laughs> that I can kind of remember. I hate that, that I, we didn't even pull that up, like, thinking that would have been a question. Alright, that, there's your all right, there's your answer, James. Go ahead. Well, just because I want to say this on the radio, is it Uranus? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, man, so close. Alright, good morning, Kalian. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's Mike. And I missed James questions there. He asked is it in some sort of... Is it between the sun and the asteroid belt? The answer was no, and also it is not Uranus. There you go. Okay. Is it uh, Jupiter? No, nope. it is not Jupiter. One more guess. Is, Can... it, Mar is it Mars? Is it Mars? No, it is not Mars! Oh, my goodness! I don't know who's on the line here. Let's see. Oh, man. Good morning, Kalian. Who's this? This is Brent. Hi, Brent. All right, Brent, what, what's your guess? Uh, let's go first with Neptune. Is it Neptune? Neptune? It is Neptune! I don't know why, but we were thinking of the planet Neptune. And Brent, you are the one who finally got that with the help of many others, and you win the tickets to the basketball game. Congratulations. All right, thank you. Very good. Hang tight. We're going to get your information. And uh, a big shout-out. I, I feel bad because... I feel like Dana needs a shout-out because she gave a big... I mean, she basically threw the alley-oop to Brent there, right? That was... Uh, she threw the alley-oop. She walked so Brent could run to the basketball game. So it'd be nice, you know. I need to find something for her, too. It would be nice. Um, maybe she'll she'll get a chance at one of these down the road here. But nonetheless, the rules are the rules. Brent won the won the game, and he's going to the basketball game. Oh, man. When, when it got down to it's a planet... And then it's outside of the asteroid belt, so it's you. You've eliminated four. Right, right, right. So I, yeah, I, I figured it was done. Uh, we had Mike took a second, second hack at Jupiter. Yeah, 
We had we, got, mul- we had multiple we guesses had the at the moon. Moon guessed and twice. Jupiter. And we had Jupiter guessed twice. And the Mike also guessed Mars, which was inside, inside the asteroid. Right, but uh, I don't think he heard our listing. He, he, like you and me, Caleb, do not have the planets in and outside of the asteroid belt memorized. No, but I... I, I might have known that in about, like, fourth grade. I did pull up the order of planets, and that was very helpful. Oh, my god! By the way, Neptune bigger than Uranus. That's good. Glad there's something. Um, about a billion miles bigger than Uranus. What? Is that true? Yeah. A billion miles? That that's what it says. So one point seven eight four uh, billion miles is Uranus. Isn't it crazy? Two point seven nine three for Neptune. Isn't it crazy how for the vast majority of people, uh, like if you had a graph, as you as you get older, the amount you think about space for most people mm-hmm. goes like what? I mean, it goes like way down at like like age probably eighteen, and then continues to consistently go down after that because. When I was when I was probably I don't know eight years old, about ha- like about a good fifty percent of my thoughts were about space. I feel like especially in the eighties. I feel like that curve ramps right back up. Like the older you get, though, does it? We we want to watch the stars, man. I don't know. I I don't find myself thinking about space much anymore. I I, I feel like it's it's a get older than you type of thing. You're oh, getting, you're, I'm not old enough yet. No, no, you're getting, nice the, to hear that getting the something. telescope out. You'll age into it got my son a telescope for Christmas one year, and he never used it. I think the curve you're talking about more is dinosaurs. D- okay, dinosaur. That's also true. <laughs> I thought a lot. <laughs> I thought a lot about dinosaurs until, again, probably until about age, you know, 16, 17, 18. Then mm-hmm. there's a precipitous decline. You got it. And then you start thinking about things like, you know, members of the opposite sex a little bit more. Right, and, and no room for you, dinosaurs start, in space. Start memorizing, start memorizing football rosters. At least for me, mm-hmm. that starts to take up some of that brain space that used to be occupied largely by space and dinosaurs. Sorry, space and dinosaurs, you're not man stuff. Um, yeah, a lot, all, all of those, all of those things. And now it's, it's like, hey, trying to remember when my colonoscopy appointment is. Speaking of, speaking of. <laughs> Actually, I, I know this is no, no, probably way more information than anybody wants, but people can relate. Look at my, you got to get those at like forty-five now. They they move those and you get get them earlier now. So I got to have the the joy. I will be. I'll just I'll just say it now, Caleb, because I'm going to be magically gone from the show for two days in two what two weeks? Yeah, two weeks from Monday. That's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. So. If anybody has any advice, be glad to be glad to hear about it. It's about it's not the most exciting reason. I I'll tell you what, I'd rather be here with you. There's no doubt about that. I'd rather be here with you when I'm gone for that. By the way, uh, according to uh, Google, my very excellent mom just served us noodles. That's how you remember the order of the planets. My oh, okay. My very excellent okay. Mercury, yeah, there's a preschool song my kids sang. I can't, obviously, can't. Again, taken up by brain space. Taken up by brain space about other things right now. All right, so there you go. Uh, that game will be that game will be a lot of fun. And again, that's a week from Saturday, and I I definitely hope I'm able to get out there as well because 
like the Danny Nee era of Nebraska basketball is is pretty sacrosanct for me. Well, think about back that for the, I mean, they were they were a 3 seed back in the early 90s in the NCAA tournament. For these alumni days for for men's basketball, you've got that that team coming back and you've got Danny Nee. But for the women, you just retire the jersey for Jordan Hooper and among the the alumni and the, the honored folks coming back, Connie Yori was there. Oh, really? Okay. That's good. I see her around the community all the time, so unlike Danny Nees, so Right. Um But but to get her but, out yeah, there on, cool. on the court no, yeah, in front I of the Husker to minimize fans. It. It's just like yeah, it's that's uh that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's cool. There you go. All right. We'll have uh, something else to give away next Thursday. You know what, Caleb, is it time to uh bring back a little a little generation collaboration? It's at least we time said, to start talking we about said it. We would do- it's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it is time to get it started, and let's do exactly that with number five. Storm warnings, wind chill advisories. Here's the uh, summary. Winter storm warning, three this afternoon till nine tomorrow night. Windchill advisory midnight tonight till noon tomorrow. Windchill advisory from 9 Friday to 6 p.m. Saturday. And a windchill warning, 6 p.m. Saturday to noon on Tuesday. You can sort out That's the all? Rest. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, and, and I, I suppose you should probably throw in there a, a potential eventual blizzard warning yeah. along with all of that, correct? Yeah, we could have that 24 hours from now. Okay, so... Here's with with a little bit more detail aside from just the just the advisories and the watches and the warnings that are out there. The snowfall forecast uh, that we're seeing from not only the National Weather Service but some of the other meteorologists that we're uh, close with here is the five to eight range right now for the Lincoln area. Weather Service itself gives Lincoln a fifty five percent chance of getting more than six inches of snow. So. If that is true, if that 55% probability comes to fruition, this would be a, just in terms of inches of snow, a bigger snowfall than the last one we saw. I guess the biggest difference, Mark, would be that it is going to be, A, it is going to be lighter snow, probably not going to have that wet, uh, thick, heavy stuff that makes your snowblower not work. And number two is that just instead of being like 31 degrees when you're out there scooping it, it's going to be, feel like, you know, 20 below. Is, right. is the difference. And with the high winds, we're going to have a lot more blowing and drifting. And blowing, yeah, and with the lighter snow that comes along with that. In terms of when do the temps actually bottom out, Mark? Sunday uh, morning. Sunday morning. That's the that's when we're going to get to the worst in terms of the wind chills. So yep. I, I guess that's sort of good. I mean, it's a little bit after the snow itself actually falls, but it's still even, you know, tomorrow morning when we get in here, it'll obviously be very cold with blowing snow. Um, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday mornings, we're looking at actual temperatures of 10 to 18 below zero, with wind chills 30 to 50 below. <laughs> yeah. That's going to depend on the uh, so, speed of the wind. Oh, but once God. you get below 20 below, it's, it's pretty nasty. This is, so we live in Hoth now. We're in Hoth. My snowblower's busted, so I'll be hand-shoveling all of this. Oh, my God. Get some uh, big gloves on. Yeah. I got, you know... Uh, I got I got some of those Carhartt overalls on my mm. bus. I haven't busted those out since we had that big storm in 2021. Might have to do that. Listen, I can dress warm enough and, and handle it. It's just 
It's just a long time. It's a long process sometimes. The, the, so. This is going to be that type of cold where as soon as you, like a door opens up and you get outside, your face hurts. Yes. that That's the kind of cold we're hitting. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and by the way, I think this probably goes without saying, and you're all probably aware now, but if you have school age kids, probably make preparations for tomorrow, I would say. There's nothing that's official that I've seen from anywhere yet, but they'll start coming in very soon. I Not a think. bad Probably idea. Probably within the next couple hours, uh, I would think you'll start to see some announcements uh, yeah, from actually, schools in the area. Actually, I would probably say check, uh, oh, maybe Norfolk area uh, early afternoon and see if they've started dismissing early. Oh, that actually could, oh, be, wow. could be the case. Yeah. You know, and at KLIN.com, we cover about... 40 to 50 counties on our closings list because it's a broadcast house we take consideration all of our stations in our coverage right. area so areas like norfolk are included in our list so just take a look at those and if you see schools north and west of us start to close early today that'll give you a pretty good indication of what's likely to happen here tomorrow morning. yeah I didn't actually think you were going the school closings route. I thought you were going to say, if you've got kids, don't leave them outside too long. Make <laughs> yes. make sure you get them back inside. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to figure out how, uh, you know, how my dog will deal with instead of his two long walks, maybe multiple shorter walks, and how uh, feisty that's going to make him. But you want me to bring my dog over? Jeez, she yeah, can fight him good. for a bit. That would be fine. That would be fine. So you're going to talk. <laughs> you're you're going to talk weather. What at eight thirty five? Yeah, we got Dr. Ken Dewey joining us today. Uh, at 835. So we'll talk both about this system that's coming in, more about what it's going to look like, its impacts. And then, I mean, I obviously, the one thing I'm going to be focusing on that I think a lot of you probably are is like, when is this ending? Like, is there any chance this snow is gone by the end of January? Seems like a low likelihood at this point. You know, those kind of questions. And I just got to throw out a little editorial comment. I've, I've seen some social media posts saying, you know, this is all the result of climate change and things like that. This is an unprecedented cold. No, it's not. We've had these types of situations before. Um, and, and uh, you know, it was back well, in yeah. the 70s. Back in the 30s, we had snow way more than this. Well, I was going to say, the big. I, I would say up until just the last couple of weeks, the bigger change in winters has been that it's been way warmer than normal and just the yeah. opposite. So, right. anyway, I hadn't been thinking of it that way. No, uh, but I've seen some social media posts and you know it's it's, uh doom and gloom yeah all right moving on number four doom and gloom to knock down drag out fights uh this one probably over abortion as the legislature going to be confronted with another controversial topic is state senator merv reapy of ralston who actually helped broker a compromise last year that led to the passage of the stricter 12-week ban on abortion introduced a bill yesterday that would allow the procedure in cases of fetal anomalies that would result in the death of a preborn child upon birth or inevitably thereafter. So I believe he tried to bring this up last year and it didn't become part of the bill. And so, I mean, Mark, I don't know that this is going to raise up the entire, you know, redo the entire debate that happened last year about the issue generally, since this is just kind of a specific exception. Um, yeah, but once you introduce something like this, it's subject to amendments and who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It, it brings it'll bring the topic back to the floor, which we didn't necessarily know if it was going to happen this session. Well, or not. It, if it gets to the floor, yeah, if it gets to the floor is the question. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't know how controversial uh, an exception like this would be when you've already got the twelve week ban in place. Maybe there's maybe there would be some support for this. 
and it wouldn't be a super significant uh, fight going forward. But th- that fight is going to happen again. I just don't know if it's this session. I don't know if this it's this session or if it's at the the ballot box with a ballot initiative, um, or eventually another bill coming to change one way, one direction or the other. What's happening with that with that law? Right. If now, you can so. get the ballot initiative on on for people to even it's vote true. on. That's true. Yeah. Which is all, which is, as we've seen many times, and maybe this year again, easier said than done. All right. Speaking of easier said than done. Number three. Can we agree on rules? No, maybe not. Uh, (laughs) Legislative floor fight. uh, The Rules Committee sent the lawmakers some controversial choices. Uh, They'll be uh, debated today. Number of measures on three to two votes and a few that were 5-0 question whether lawmakers who prefer a more measured response to last session's filibusters will try to thwart the proposals that could stall filibusters. So, but but the, the thing is, here's the thing, they're trying to sort of lessen the power of a filibuster to take over a bunch of time with some of these rule changes, but the thing is, the debate on the rule changes... Is under the old rules. Is under the old rules. The the legislature doesn't allow cloture votes to end debate on proposals to change its rules, and so therefore, <laughs> this could you be could have a filibuster on the debate to stop the to slow down the filibuster yeah. essentially. Absolutely on, on this whole thing before you even get to it on that. Um, Can you guys explain this for me? Why do they have to start every session by agreeing to rules? Why don't they just have? Why aren't there just rules in place and you show up and you well, get there to are, work? But they're always changeable. You know, but it, I mean, it took what, like a third of the last session to even get past the agreeing on rules. Could happen again this year. It could, it, it could if there was a filibuster like this, and that doesn't even get into. You talked about a filibuster, but Mark, this secret ballot thing has come up for several sessions. Several sessions. It feels like every year we're talking about it this time of year. So whether or not, and and that is for voting for leadership of committees. People who like the secret balloting say, if you end it, it's more partisanship. Other people say, look, uh, you should. there should be transparency and you should get the consequences of what you do uh, for these types of votes. So that's always been a that's always been a thing here. So. Yeah, I think the, the on the rules, the ones that came out of the committee, five uh, O will probably sail right through. But these three to twos, they're they're going to face a big uphill battle. Yep. Yep. Uh, without a doubt. So we'll see if they actually... You know what's crazy? Uh, I saw a tweet. Uh, I think... I can't remember if it was from Chris Dunker or somebody who covers the legislature. And they said, uh, we're 10% of the way through this yeah, year's 10% session. Yeah, 10% done. <laughs> like, well, that was, that was relatively quick, unlike right. last year. Yeah, that makes you... When, Short when, session year. When you put it into the perspective like that, you're going to get another, another week. And you're going to go, okay, well... There's 20%. Like, it's just yep. going to continue to roll like that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Number two. When it comes to convenience stores, the come and go name is going at least for several states. They sold a Maverick, a Utah based convenience store company that already had roughly the same number of stores as come and go. Branding will remain the same in some states, but not in states with Maverick stores already. So, Nebraska, really? Nebraska come and go will be gone. And the reason is, and so Nebraska, if you're thinking, okay, I've I've never heard of a Maverick store, or I've never been in one, it's because you basically have to be going to Wyoming. So right. there, okay. there are four Maverick stores in the state of and Nebraska. I, and I think they're all in the mountain time zone. Big Springs. Yep. Sydney. Yep. Alliance. Yep. 
Or, okay, five. Shadron and Scott's Bluff. Yeah, they're all mountain time zone states. <laughs> okay, so... And the nearest come and go to the Lincoln, like, you got to go up around Omaha. So There's in Gretna. Th- because there are Maverick stores in Nebraska, they're going to get rid of the come and go name, and yes. they're all going to be Maverick. Yes. So there will be no more come and go, but they're doing that in Nebraska, South Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, and Utah. Meaning Iowa will still have come and go stores. Missouri will still have come and go stores. Yeah. Which is probably where I feel like that's where I see them the most anyway. Right. When I'm going on those two drives. Well, because come and go is is Iowa based, right? Is it? Like, yeah, I believe it at least started in Iowa. Okay. That's that very well. What is it? Iowa has been very fertile ground for the convenience store wars because Casey's is an Iowa thing, High V and their break off in the convenience store game is an yeah. Iowa thing. Come and go apparently, you're telling me is an an Iowa thing. Was I mean, ha- was Happy Chef in Iowa? That I don't know because they were everywhere for a long time. Uh, there was one. There was a Happy Chef when I was in when I grew up in South Dakota, and uh, we would go there Sundays after church sometime. And I always wanted to push the button on the thing that made the Happy Chef guy talk. I just front. like I like their uh, cinnamon apple pie and cinnamon ice cream. Is that even are those even open anymore anywhere? I don't know about don't that. Know. I'll have to look that up. But the convenience store wars guys are real. Like how much? Mark, isn't it? I mean, you how these these convenience stores have changed so much. Like you go to a modern day Casey's or a nice come and go or a Hy-Vee gas. Like they are they are grocery stores and restaurants now. Well, that model really is for smaller communities that couldn't support a full fledged grocery store. They, they convenience stores become that local source for a lot of right. those uh, necessities. So, and we, you know, we, while we're talking about it, we've had uh, some sales of some Lincoln based stores. The, That's true. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the wind, uh, the, the 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 express. What express, was yes, yeah. What easy go? Yeah, easy go. Yes, the one you're on O yeah, Street, on, the one uh-huh. on 84th too. Yep, they've been sold to Casey's. Right. If you go to that 84th one, from the outside it looks the same. You go inside, and it's gradually becoming a Casey's inside. Right. Now uh, the, the the next evolution of all of these because it was just gas, and then it's you could go there to do your grocery shopping. If you go to Burwell, you see what the next evolution is. Renatux? Well, no, we're, we're not there yet. <laughs> okay. We're not there yet. When, when you get the combination of the uh, true value in a gas station, right. maybe. Uh, Renatux and get a, a Saturday night DVD. It's the Pump and Pantry Motel. Okay. That That's the next evolution in all of these. Okay. When you start throwing up a little place for people Which, to go, go sleep. I mean, they've got like truck stops like that along yeah. the interstate, kind of, but... Or with the or with a full service restaurant that's that's mm-hmm. connected to it as well, but I'll tell you what when you when you're driving like when we go and visit my in laws in Iowa and you're stopping along the way, the biggest the biggest impact that the expanded convenience stores have had is that we go through fast food restaurants less, right? Because you can go in these stores and you can get. Like everyone, you can get a slice of pizza, mm-hmm. or you can get a, a sandwich or a burger. You can get everybody can get something that they want and mostly, you know, mostly like. And it's not just a bag of chips or beef jerky. Yeah, and there. So I think that's been the biggest impact on big road trips is it's probably taking a bite out of bite out of fast food drive-throughs. Well, along the interstate. When we we planned our stops going out to Ainsworth, so like a five-hour trip, we planned them around where these stops were. In Grand Island, you've got that big Bosselman truck stop. And you you go in there, they've got a full restaurant. They've got all of the things that you can grab the, on the rollers with the, the, the pizza and the, the hot dogs, brats, what have you. 
obviously the bag of chips and all that, but there, there's a Little Caesars and the Subway in there. Oh, I love their meatloaf sandwiches at Bosselman's in Grand Island. Yeah, uh, like stuff like that. Like yeah, stuff like, stuff like like decent food. Yeah, where you go like in and you're like, food, all right, I'm, I'm not just grabbing jerky and Fritos. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, I might grab Fritos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not not I mean, wrong like these, to have that. Yeah, yeah. The, these these high V places. There's a I think it's a come and go in Omaha or one of the stores in Omaha. I remember they got. I mean these places have whole kitchens there. Yes, that they're constantly making fresh food at mm-hmm. and like a fairly decent variety of fresh food at. I'm not saying it's healthy food, but it's but you can get that too if you're looking for that as well. So yeah, it's it's always fascinating. And if you will go, I'll tell you what. Between the fights between come and go in Iowa, come and go Casey's and High V. The Des Moines Metro, and I don't know if it was like there when you this when you were there, Caleb. You can barely go two blocks anywhere without a mega convenience store of one of those three brands. D- D- Des Moines is set up if you're trying to imagine it compared to what Lincoln has. Take Lincoln and anywhere that you have a car wash, put <laughs> one of those gas station convenience stores. Yeah, and then double it. Yeah, you, yes. There would be. There's no place in Des Moines. I'll tell you that. There's no place in Des Moines like the stretch from 70th and Van Dorn to uh, 70th and Vine, where there's not one single gas station convenience store or anything like that. There, there is no there, shortage. There's, there's, of, there's, no, there's nothing a quarter that long in Des Moines. Do, do, do you want some some cinnamon bread and gas? They've got you covered. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. All right. Moving on. Number one. End of a couple of football eras, one in Tuscaloosa, one in just outside Boston. Yeah, if you're just joining us this morning, news this morning, Bill Pelichek has uh, cut ties. I'm not sure exactly how, if it was mutual, if he was retiring, if they just said this is enough. Yeah, they probably it was Belichick, probably a little bit on both sides. But Bill Belichick will no longer be coaching the New England Patriots this year. Uh, Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. That came out last night. It sounds like maybe there's some, some family health issues mm-hmm. um, that are playing into that decision. Now, Belichick, they're already talking about his next gig on social media right yeah. now. So I don't know if he's done necessarily. He may be. You may still see him on the hot board for some of these other NFL teams that need a coach. Which would be year. interesting. So it's the end of an era at those places, but maybe not for sure for Belichick at this point. But I assume it is for, for Saban. I mean, hey. Are if- they the same age? If the uh, check this out. well, they they coached on the Browns together back in '94. Okay, there, there was a tweet that I saw about the a story the two of them going to an Eagles concert together. Let's see, Belichick is 71, and I think it's seven seventy-two. So, yep, they are about about the same. And they're, they're, I mean, you think the last two decades plus, those have been the guys dominating collegiately and professionally. Yeah, and then you, I, you throw in Pete Carroll, and he had a he had plenty of success at both. Yeah. First head coach job for Bill Belichick was Cleveland in 1991. So he's been a head coach since that since that time. So mm-hmm. 30 what 32 years that is of uh, being yeah. a head coach. A lot of years. Going to be different next year in football without those two or at least one of them or Belichick potentially in a different yeah, spot. Yeah, he, he's going to be somewhere else. Yeah. That still just makes it feel so different. All right, 756, that is it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, coming up next hour, Rob Nashleman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln Team, new businesses, restaurant, retail. They'll give us the latest. 
uh, when they join us coming up at 810. By the way, we're getting your gas uh, station texts. I forgot uh, one of the big ones. In the, quick Trip. Quick Trip. I should have mentioned Quick Trip in the, like the Holy Trinity or or Mount Rushmore of gas stations. Uh, also going to have Dr. Kendui joining us at 835. You won't want to miss that. When is this winter stuff? Going to calm down a little bit. He'll have the latest. 8 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. 11 degrees in the capital city, and you're probably like, 11 degrees, that's that's kind of crummy. Well, guess what? 11 degrees will feel good that's, this weekend. That's the best it's going to feel until Wednesday. <laughs> right now, get oh out there and enjoy God. it. Right now is the best it'll feel pro- until Wednesday, probably at the earliest, when we're... <laughs> we're uh, we're looking to have, according to the forecast, sunny and a high of 25, which is going to sound... That'll be, honestly, sunny and 25 with wind only 11 to 14 miles an hour. That's definitely a cargo short, shorts type alert coming up for next Wednesday. So I'm going to issue that right now, something to be aware of. Uh, coming up on the show today, speaking of the weather, Dr. Ken Dewey is going to join us at 835 uh, we got uh, Greg Sharp, who's out the next couple of weeks, and so we thought, hey, let's get Dr. Dewey in for his monthly visit right now because, obviously, we've got a current weather situation that just unfolded, another one that is unfolding, and I think a lot of people are looking at the extended forecast and saying, oh, man, is this going to be one of those winters all the way through February? And so we'll discuss that with Dr. Dewey coming up uh, here in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from right now. Especially uh, the, the, the extended extended. Yes, that's what I... Like, I want to know two 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 weeks from now. Like, yeah, and and I also want to know what are the chances if we like how much is it going to take to actually get rid of this snow now? That's one of the things that I want to know. I want to know how accurate the potential for ninety degrees the first weekend in February is. That's what I want. Let me dream a little bit, Doctor Dewey. Even though this weird Microsoft weather calendar on our computer (laughs) seems to be weirdly. Weirdly bullish on the weather getting nicer. I'm all in on that. That's they got fine. A mistake on that whole thing. So uh, that's what we got coming up. Tomorrow's a request line Friday, and on uh, Friday, uh, in, in addition to covering the probable blizzard that's going on at that point, we're going to be spinning your favorite tunes. So mm-hmm. text in the song you want to hear at four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. No restrictions. Whatever you want on Friday, uh, we just need a playlist, and you can provide that. Tell us what you want and maybe why you want to hear it at four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred on the text line. All right, time to talk to Robin Ashelman and uh, Dave Albers. We have have got the end of the year restaurant list, the much anticipated Ballyhood list of restaurants. And uh, Robin, good morning. How are you doing? Good today? morning. I'm cranky. The Your tra- tra- traffic was what awful. Uh, yeah, you and Dave both texted that you were having significant traffic. What's going on out there I, today? In 14 years, has Dave ever been late? No, he's never been. Here. I have never seen him. He has late. never been here. Honestly, uh, it's rare for him to not spend 10 minutes here walking around. I know he's 10 minutes early. Thing. Both of us had a terrible time. Is something different going I don't on out know there? What is it, it is. roads, it, conditions? It or was, you know, sco- nine miles an hour maximum. The second <laughs> day we've had uh, school traffic for a month, maybe? Uh, that's a part of it? I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. It was very, very slow, tied up pretty badly at Highway 2 this morning. Um, yeah, Dave, I, I kept texting Jack on my way. Okay, I made it to Pioneers. Yeah. I, made, I made it to Normal Boulevard. Oh, 
All right. Well, uh, this is uh, what we always kind of look forward to, and, and you and Dave have done this for a lot of years now, a decade now, that you've taken a look back at the end of the year at kind of an accounting of the restaurant openings and closings across the city, and you've uh, put this together here this year once again. And I guess, Robin, just just start off uh, by, by kind of explaining to me, like, what what you do here and why you started doing this and and um, what the idea behind taking this kind of an accounting of the restaurants is. I think we started this um, as the arena restaurants were beginning to be built. We started counting the number of sit-down restaurants um, that open and close. And we only have a certain amount of time in the day. So we don't track bars or coffee shops or cookie stores or juice or food trucks. Our, we kind of have defined restaurants as brick and mortar. Um, they serve a couple of meals a day, you know, no, not just bar food, but sit-down restaurants where you can yeah. have breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Right, right. And we'd like to... Uh, hope that they're going to at least 50% or greater of their revenue is derived from food. So, from food. so okay. we're kind of guessing. So that's kind of, then we're guessing when that's we kind of the genre. So it may not be completely 100%. And d- in the last d- d- 10 years, what a blur we have seen between yeah. Yeah, it's getting harder the, the to bars, make that distinction. bars and pubs are, you know, their food is so much better than it was 10 years ago. Interesting. Um, and so I guess in, before we get to what exactly happened this year, what have kind of what have been the norms with this thing as you've looked over it over the course of the last decade? Um, well, what we know is that typically each year we're, we have maybe a couple more restaurants open than close yeah. each year. And mm-hmm. there's been some big pluses and minuses in certain strange years. I mean, roughly about 31 restaurants is a rough number open. On in, average. Uh, on in, average. In a year. And, 31 mm-hmm. a year on average. But unfortunately, just, you know, we have it down now as 29 and a half or 28 and a half. It's really closer to possibly 20. Yeah, closing. Yeah. So, excuse me. So, um, yeah, we're usually about one and a half to two restaurants. So on average over the last decade, they've gained about uh, one to two restaurants a year. Net. Yeah. Yeah. Net yeah. We net one or two new restaurants. It's crazy. The number, those numbers are both higher than you would expect, but I guess that just, it doesn't seem like you've got 30 places opening and 28 places closing every year. But uh, when you look at the list, you can, you can see that that's the case. This year, we were a little bit under on both, which was kind of interesting, but last year was a really busy year. So, um, maybe some of them got open last year. Yeah, last year was about as uh, as kind of a, as big of a boom as we've ever seen, yeah. right? Because you had 38 openings compared to 27 compared closings. To 27 closings. Right. Last year was kind of unusual, so this year sort of made up for that overage. We had 24 that opened this year and 21 that closed. So okay. our numbers on both sides were down, but I think we just had sort of a... It's the left. smallest number that have opened since 2016 as I look back on your numbers. Which is yes. interesting. Yeah. In, Small and the, and in the, 2016, the smallest that was the smallest number that opened. That was 19. Ni- 19. Yeah. And what had happened was the previous two years, we had seen a whole bunch of restaurants open in the rail yard and the right. arena area. So yeah. then there was kind of Market a pr- there was a price to pay. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Got it. All right. So this year, 24 opening. 21 closing, so you've got a net of three new ones there. Within that list, uh, what kind of trends did you see? What things did you notice? Um, What we noticed was that a lot of the ones that closed, they were... 
they were locals. That we had basically the chain, some Burger Kings closed, and that was about it. The yeah. chain stores withheld this very, very well. We didn't see a crush of sandwich shops or anything, you know. Um, basically, just the, the Burger King thing. Um, the only other one I'd call a chain was, you know, the Pepper Jet. Pepper Jacks. There was one Pepper Jacks. The yeah. No one on Pine Lake by yeah. South Point. They're kind of going all drive through now. Just, so. yeah, that's why, totally yeah. why they did that. That was completely. Yeah. And, and Five Guys. Yeah. There was the a Five Guys in Gateway. Closed. There was yeah. a huh. Five Guys that closed. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and what another interesting thing was we had a lot of restaurants. We had way more restaurants open in North Lincoln than any other part of town. But we also had more restaurants close in North Lincoln. Like 62% of the restaurants that closed this year were on O Street or North. But 50% of the restaurants that opened were O Street or North as opposed to 33% South. Interesting. And 17% in the down, 17% of them that opened were in downtown Antelope Valley or Telegraph District. Okay. So O Street North and, and this has been this way for at least two years, maybe more. Um, they have led the growth, which is so contrary to the narrative. On Facebook, like we, we posted something about a Panda Express coming to North Lincoln. Right. And the first thing that happened, well, North Lincoln never gets anything. Why don't we get, you know, just, we wish we could have this and this and this and this. North Lincoln, if you count O Street, on North gets more than any other part of town. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. certainly lately. Yeah. I think that the majority of those are local restaurants. Yes. So subsequently, I think most of the people when they're kind of wondering why they don't get something, they have a tendency to think more about national restaurants and chains. Yeah. Yeah. And franchises. Gotcha. And, and so, uh, you know, from a sheer restaurant number, and, and sometimes some of the stuff on the north side of town is a little bit less expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to, more affordable to, food. To, to, yeah. To, yeah, to rent and subsequently for their food. Um, okay, then in, in terms of, you know, you, you talked a little bit about local versus national. You talked a little bit about kind of location in the, in the, in the city, types of restaurants. Anything, any other trends, especially in terms of the new things, that opened here this year in 2023. You know, we we usually look at these lists and we come in and do this restaurant report with you and we tell you, wow, we had a huge percentage that were Hispanic and Asian and we give you these per- percentages. But what, what we noticed this year was it was such a mix that you couldn't really define yeah. That you know, nope. any one ethni- no clear ethnicity. No. Now, I maybe the biggest one was Hispanic, that, but that was only one out of five mm-hmm. that were Hispanic. Um, we looked at Asian, that was 17%, breakfast, 13%, food truck, 17%, which that was we didn't i don't think had four food trucks last year it was probably less than that but berea boss rose rose rosaries soulful cocina cocina am i saying that right and canyon joe's used to be food trucks and they opened their first brick and mortars and so that would be maybe the one thing that's a little bit different yeah okay well that's interesting yeah four of them 
coming in this year. And I are the ones that are I've got a spreadsheet in front of me. The ones that highlighted are those uh, Munch Madness contestants. It looks like <laughs> those <laughs> think, are the food trucks. Those <laughs> are the food trucks. Yeah. Oh, really? Those are yeah. okay. I think all of them were in Munch Madness too. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, the highlighted ones um, started as food trucks. Okay, let's so let's actually just run. Let's remember some of these places first with the the closed, and maybe see if we see any patterns or anything here. Um, first on your list, Cactus Closed. This was the one I was very sad about. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think still a lot of people were. Still don't quite get it. Like I'm still a little surprised. Being replaced by Chase Bank. Bank. Yeah, that's not as fun. Uh, <laughs> unless you have a big account there, I guess. Am I right? Oh uh, come on, take your piggy jar in there. Uh, sushi <laughs> Sushi Villa. Uh, I don't know much about that. Sushi Villa closed. Uh, Nine South Char Grill on South Street. Yeah, Long that, time. Place that was that sad. People really yeah. liked it. I, I know the Eshelmans liked it. And the am, Alpers I, liked I, it. I am uh, crying. That one was very I'm sad. Still crying. Uh, Dak Shack, which I was I was very newer place, but I thought was so unique. I was really bummed to see that one close up. I had a lobster roll there. Somebody uh, told there. me that the restaurant that is remaining is serving some of that menu. Is there okay? Yeah. Because that's it was. Kind of, they tried to open three at once in the same they, all shared kitchen yeah, and stuff, and yeah. they just kind of got rid of that concept. But there's one left. I thought and, the concept was cool, though. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Shen Cafe on Village Drive. Oh, that one hurts a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's the five guys that you mentioned, the Pepper Jacks that you mentioned. Uh, B&T's Diner on Vine Street. They opened and closed in the same year. They yeah, had, I was going to okay. say, that was, they, that they was a, a short rough, run. They had a rough time. Oishi yeah. Japanese Steakhouse closed on North 27th. Uh, the OG Grotta in Southwest Lincoln closed yes. their doors. The one clock tower is still open. Uh, what, three more Burger Kings? Yeah, we have um, four total Burger Kings. MMM Lumpia on uh, South 56th Street closed. Stir 22 closed its doors. Right, that and if you a remember, a year before, they closed uh, their other location they used yeah. to have over uh, just off By the South Street. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Motor Food. Uh, they they closed. That was a former Munch Madness participant. Uh, North Forty Eighth Street closed their doors. I didn't even know this one. Shilling Bridge, uh, Shilling Bridge did in Fallbrook. I, I'm sure we talked about it. But yes, I they that turned somehow. into a zipline. Oh, okay. Uh, Chicago Dog in Gateway, Unbewingable in Gateway, and uh, Peace Love and Sushi in Gateway. So a trio I'm, of malls. I think I misspoke. I said B&T's Diner opened and closed in the same year. I was mixing them up with MMM Lumpia, oh, no. which okay. was a Filipino restaurant. Yeah, but, um, but that, still that B&T had a pretty short run. Yeah, it, it wasn't there well, very you long. Actually, yeah, you have them listed as opening and closing on both columns, so yeah, okay. it must have been there. Uh, the, some of the, the new ones that opened, uh, Naughty Buddha Burger Bar on South 21st Street. Veg, that's uh, a vegan, yeah. Okay. Soulful Casino, which feels like it's been around for a while. but a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Little Risky's on uh, 4620 Blair Avenue. B&T Diners, we mentioned. Uh, Ika Ramen and uh, Izakaya on Pine Lake Road. Kung Fu Tea and TKK Fried Chicken, Jamie Lane, Sid's Deli and Subs on Cornhusker, uh, Navaria La Monarca, oh my goodness, That's Ten, yeah, South Mexican Street. food at 10th yeah. and South. Rosari's, Delco Dave's Cheese Steaks on O Street, Canyon Joe's, uh, that was a tr food truck when it was in Munch Madness, they've opened brick and mortar since then, that's uh, in the Telegraph District, Little Caesars, uh, MMM Lumpia, there's another one that opened and closed the same year, Classy Clucks Chicken. 2901 South 84th Street, uh, JoJo's Diner in South Point, 
Breakfast Unhinged at, at Edgewood. I went there yesterday. Did you Edgewood? go there? I don't even know where that I is. Went I went there. Yeah, I, it's in the old Renza. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I, w- I went with my friend, commercial real estate agent, Kathy Foster. And, oh, yes. And so you just drop in We names. were the only visitors in there, and we sat in there for a really long time, but it's a cute little place. All right, real quick. Las Brasas, Mexican cuisine in Gateway. Eight sushi in Gateway. Uh, Big Ten Sports Bar and Grill over there on uh, 8500 Andermatt by the Walmart and Sam's Club. Berea Boss, 13th and 0. Rutabagas uh, on North 70th Street. Zipline, that's over at Meadowlane. Zipline Tap and Grill in Fallbrook. That's the one that replaced Schilling Bridge. Uh, Afghan Village Cuisine, 31st and 0. And SoCal Taco Shop uh, behind Gravity at 11th and 0. So that's it. There you go. There you yeah. go. That's uh, give you an idea. Great summary, guys. Always appreciate it. Um, and uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to hear more about that. What do we have on this week's show? Um, this week's show, keeping your building safe with John Henry's Plumbing. Um, University of Nebraska is going to be having some outreach events, and they're going to invite business uh, businesses to attend webinars for free and some things like that. So we'll be talking to them. Very good. All right. Thank you very much, Rob and Dave. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. It's 826. Take a break. Caleb's got to check his sports next on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back, LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. And the weather has been front and center. And so what better time to uh, get a chance to talk to Dr. Ken Dewey about what's going on has been going on, what's going to be going on short-term, what's going to be going on medium and long-term as well, because I think we all have questions about all of it right now. And so I say, welcome, Dr. Dewey, to the show. Glad to have you with us again. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Hello, everybody in Lincoln. I kind of resent the name I have called Dr. Doom and Gloom, but hey, I'll do <laughs> it. Uh, Dr. Dewey, let's, uh, let, let's start with what happened Earlier this week, um, and and kind of compare it to what's coming ahead. Snowstorm at the beginning of the week, snowstorm forecast for the end of the week. But I look at the forecast and the things that are around them. These seem like very, very different types of storms. Absolutely. Jack, you know, I, I commented on social media that it's really easy to forecast cold waves when the air masses are two, 3,000 miles in size. That's huge. And the current cold air mass stretches from the Yukon in Canada all the way down here into the lower United States, the western states. But snow areas are very narrow, and the last snowfall had warm air in it. So it was 34 degrees all day while it was snowing, and it seemed strange. I know schools were canceled, and we were waiting for bad things to happen, and then there was a lull right around dinnertime, and then the back end of the snowstorm came through here. This snow that's coming later today is going to be a dry, powdery snow because we're starting out with temperatures in the lower 20s this morning, not mid-30s, and that will be a different kind of snow Secondly, it'll be much windier. It was a very pretty snow on Monday. Not tonight. And then it'll occur, and there'll be not only the strong winds, but the temperatures will be a factor because the strong winds are going to produce some very cold wind chills. But that's just the start of the show. 
Yeah, and then we get the days after it. Uh, snow wrapping up tomorrow, it sounds like, uh, morning or, or midday or so. And then we go into the weekend, and it sounds like we've got this extreme cold that looks like it's going to be pushing in for several days. I, I, I guess, number one, what what's kind of causing the extreme cold coming down in Nebraska where we just haven't seen it? We haven't seen it really a lot in, in several of the last few winters. And, and then what is it really going to look like here in terms of the next few days? Absolutely, Jack. And I was thinking about how I was going to describe this when I approached a roundabout in Lincoln yesterday. You know, they're all over the place. Yes. And a person, as I waited to get under the roundabout, the person missed the exit by about six feet and tried to back up. And people were beeping, and you could see in their mouths yelling, go around, because you'll come back to the exit again. Well, we have an atmospheric roundabout, and there are no exits on this roundabout, and the cold air just sits on both the North Pole and the South Pole all year long. And as the air goes around and around with no exit, all of a sudden, one of the exits opens up. It's called the polar vortex because a vortex is just a spinny thing, something going around. And as the cold air plunges, in this case, over us, it means that the Arctic now is relatively warm. I'm looking at a map this morning, and I'll post it on social media. Alaska is warmer than normal. New England, all the ski resorts are shut down, and it's raining. Greenland, it's January, Jack. Greenland has rain. So right now the cold air is emptied out of the Arctic. It found an exit instead of just going around and around in that so-called atmospheric roundabout. And the cold air has come all the way down here in small surges. And the main surge is coming down and peaking this weekend with perhaps a very rare occurrence. And that is Sunday, the high temperature might not even get above zero. But Jack, as horrible as that sounds, The weather maps show the temperature Sunday morning, 45 degrees below zero. That's not wind chill. Calm winds, southern Canada near the Montana border, 45 degrees below zero. That's just the air temperature. And then for us, although we'll get down into the teens below zero, our wind chills are going to be something we haven't seen for several years, around minus 45 to minus 50. The cars, the atmospheric roundabout, and all of the air going around in a circle found an exit, and here it comes. Yeah, that, and that's what I was wondering, the wind chills that we will be seeing in those, you know, you talk about 40 below. I, I wonder just how normal or abnormal is that i know you know we've had a few times where it's been real low and i remember they've canceled school for wind chills but just how rare is something like that this is very rare jack and it's because of the concentration of the cold again looking at the northern hemisphere we will be not the coldest temperature that's not the point the most below normal in the entire northern hemisphere so yes it's cold up in the arctic it's always going to be cold up there But we are going to be 30 to 40 degrees below normal. And I look at the globe, the northern hemisphere, and there's nothing like that anywhere else. There's one big cold spot, and that is western Canada down into the Midwest. Hey, there's some good news, though. This cold is going to start moving east. Now, it's not going to go totally away. Mm -hmm. But at least it will moderate some later next week with temperatures I guess we could get excited about it. Lower 20s. <laughs> that's that's, cargo, that's a cargo shorts warning if the sun's out <laughs> and it's know, not too windy. 
fire up the grill on the deck, I know. <laughs> Seriously. But listen, I don't see temperatures going above freezing probably till the end of the month oh, at the God. earliest. And this cold will keep moving to the east. So the center of the cold will be over in Illinois, and they will be experiencing 10, 20 degrees below uh, zero. And we'll be lows in the single digits and highs in the 20s later next week. Another surge of cool air. And then around January 27th or so, all the way up to 29 degrees. But if there's ice on your street, it's going to be there. That's the worst. For a long time. That's the worst of this whole thing is that, you know, I'm trying to walk my dog and that same ice is still going to be there unless the sidewalk owner uh, puts some something on it to, to get rid of it and the, the ice on the streets like you're talking about. And there's going to be a whole new, you know, even if you got it cleared off around, we're going to get this next snow. And so you're going to have the remnants of that that are going to be sticking here, even if there was some melting that happened Absolutely. in the last Absolutely. few days. The problem in Lincoln, but they're called widow makers. Uh, it creates widows when the husbands or the men are out there shoveling the heavy, wet snow. That's not going to happen this time, but it's going to drift. And there already are piles of snow along the roads, and that will cause, a, like a snow fence, the snow to drift even more. With winds of 40 miles an hour, the snowfall amounts right now are estimated in the five to eight inch range. That's going to cause really big drifts. <laughs> But don't spend a lot of time outside. Go out for a few minutes and then come back in where it's warm. You know, I look at the timing, and I think people are going to want to know about that. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's a rush hour today. So we're going to get today in, and it looks like the computer models are showing the first flakes of snow right around 6 o'clock. And then it starts snowing in earnest, and I've never been there. But I hear this all the time, reporters saying it's really raining in earnest, and it's snowing in (laughs) earnest. I have not been able to find that on the map. But it will start snowing moderately to heavy around 9 o'clock at night, and then peaking just after midnight. And almost all models have the snow tapering off tomorrow morning just after rush hour. So if people can delay going to work tomorrow... I don't have permission to tell them that, but it looks like after about 10 o'clock in the morning, plows will be out in the main arterials and they'll move the snow. But, Jack, here's the aside, and it's always the problem with snow. The cold air mass stretching from the Yukon in Canada all the way down into Kansas. Big, easy to see. The path of heavy snow can be rather narrow, a couple hundred miles, and a little bit of movement of that path. Or if the air is drier than we expect, you won't get as much snow. So I'm going to point right now at the snowfall totals, and the snowfall total at a minimum, 1.1 inch. Snowfall total at a maximum, 12.1 inch. So that shows that we can't lock down snow amounts as easily as we can temperatures. And the National Weather Service in their forecast discussion says, right now, the middle forecast, and let's get a middle of all of that, The middle forecast is, uh, right now, six inches of snow. So that's just an average of 26 forecast models, ranging from 1 to 12 inches. Anything is possible in there. There's no zero, so we know it's going to snow. But it could be as little as a couple inches of fluffy snow. Then is the forecast wrong? No. It's difficult to forecast snow right to a point, especially if you think about spring and summer thunderstorms. One part of the city can get two inches of rain, the other part of the city is dry. 
Yeah. It doesn't happen with snow, but the factors that could come into this are the air might just be, because it's cold air, drier than we anticipate, and the snowfall amounts will be less. Will right. it be a plowable snow? With one inch, maybe not. With 12 inches, yes. we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But with, four, with five to, you know, five, six, seven inches of snow, it will have to be a plowable snow. Then it clears out by tomorrow afternoon, and then no more snow in the computer models except a slight chance of a small amount Sunday. I'm not too worried about that. This is a big snow event that's coming. Um, I certainly would, if someone wants to leave town, leave now yeah. or wait till Sunday. Um, so, Or maybe by Saturday it'll be okay. Yeah. But tomorrow is going to be a rough day to get rid of all this snow. And if we don't get the snow... Maybe Lincoln just gets a couple inches of snow. Somebody nearby, 100 miles from here, might be getting a foot of snow. So it will be impacting our area. And I'll keep everybody up to date, as I always do, on Twitter, um, KDewey1, and, of course, Dewey Weather on Facebook. And my colleague, former student, Rusty Dawkins, is more brave than I am. He does like to forecast snow amounts. So I encourage you to also look at his uh, postings on social media. Jack, it's seven weeks to spring. You want to talk about spring training and a hundred percent? I do. I just don't feel like it's within grasp this time around. I do want to. I, I do want to ask you real quick. Um, you know, last year we didn't have much snow cover. You know, it's been. It feels like it's been like two of the last three winters we had very little snow cover. Uh, even though there might have been a, a decent sized snow at some point. And I know lawns kind of suffered because of it. I know there were various things. Is there, is there at least going to be some payoff if, if we've got snow on the ground here for several weeks uh, uh, for when we get to, to the spring this year? Yes, Jack, absolutely. An excellent question because it's hard for people sitting around looking at this snow to say, well, the little kid in me says, this is wonderful. The adult in me says, oh, this is annoying. Well, for our purposes of winter cold, about three years ago, we dropped down to 30 degrees below zero in February. The snowpack was about a foot and a half. And in the spring, when the snow went away, um, the top parts of bushes, for example, had died because they were exposed to 30 degrees below zero. This kills roots for bushes and plants and so forth. The winter wheat does not want to be exposed to 30 degrees below zero, 20 degrees below zero. So the snow cover, as strange as this might seem, keeps the roots warm. It acts as a blanket so that if you have a foot of snow on the ground, if we were to go outside and it's 15 degrees below zero, if you dig down to the bottom of the snow, it's probably around 20 to 30 degrees. Hmm. So that will be a protective cover so that we, we really need that because otherwise the snow can get down. It can find pipes. It can find roots of younger trees and bushes. And, of course, the winter wheat is, is going to be dramatically impacted. So there is that blessing. Um, you know, there's always something good if we look for it. And in the case of snow, if we can get it off our sidewalks, driveways, and streets, and it's sitting on our lawns, and it's sitting on the farm fields, that's good. And then later on, once it warms up, let's hope we don't have a flash melting, and that water then can enter its way into the ground. That was a three-quarters of an inch of water in the last snow. So yeah. That was a nice amount of water 
We're still six inches below normal for the last 12 months, but that was a good help. So, Jack, excellent question. People keep that in mind, that the snow, you know, find the beauty in it and take some pictures and share them on social media. And remember, the snow is protecting the winter wheat and all of your tender vegetation around your homes. Uh, got, got a few more minutes left here, Dr. Dewey. We, uh, you talked about the, the cold, you know, below freezing lasting, it looks like, through the end of January, probably. I guess I'm curious then about the next month, and I know you don't necessarily have forecasts specifically for when we start regularly be getting, getting over freezing, but what is it going to take? Like, if you get another six inches to, today and tomorrow, you're going to have nearly a foot of snow on the ground that has fallen, uh, or roundabout there in, in Lincoln. What's it going to take to melt that, and how is how difficult is that going to make it? We've talked about this in winters in the past. Is it going to make it for us to get some of those nice days in the month of February? Well, I noticed the last couple of days it was in the upper 40s in western Nebraska. There's no snow cover there. So that's what's going to hold back the warm temperatures. It will be difficult for the rest of this month to see temperatures in the 40s. And we go into February, the sun is stronger, we're more daylight. We did have that flash melting that occurred with all the flooding in Nebraska when thunderstorms and warm air just surged into this area with the start of spring back about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that could happen. You know, it's interesting to also throw in, you know, the Sandhill cranes start arriving by Valentine's Day. So spring signal is going to be there. And the good news is if we empty the Arctic of all the cold air, it has to rebuild. So while it rebuilds and we eventually exhaust this cold air, we could be looking at a really nice, instead of a January thaw, early February thaw. And then if we can get some temperatures up in the 40s and maybe even a rain, that can help lower the snowpack. So the the problem of a snowpack in a negative way, it suppresses the temperatures. On a sunny day, it reflects off the snow and doesn't warm the ground. But we're going against winter as we move into February. The longer days, the warmer to our south. In February, 70s are not uncommon down in Texas, and that warmth can come up here. And it might only be 50s when it gets here because of the snow, but the snow will melt fairly rapidly once we get that spring surge. But we're looking at snow and ice on the ground rest of the month. Get over it. We're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to make it. Dr. Dewey, if I've got three weeks of this, I'm going to need some 70s in February. I'm going to, I mean, like I what I cannot take is all of a sudden we get to Valentine's Day and we got another eight inch snow forecast at that point. No, yeah. I'm not going to promise you that's not going to happen. Oh, jeez. I, I think we should have some kind of a therapy line. Hey, what do they do? My granddaughter lives in Finland and they said there they have a national campaign right now on say hi to somebody. Oh, really? Really, Say hi to somebody, because it is so depressing with a couple hours of daylight, deep snow and cold, and everybody's just isolated. So they said, when you go to the stores from now and start talking to people, so it's like, well, that's got to be depressing. I don't know how they manage up in Canada and up in in Scandinavia with so much cold and snow. If if what you're... It's not near, but it's coming. I was going to say, if what you're saying is true, we're going to need a say hi campaign in Lincoln, Nebraska uh, for some of us. But not everybody's 
going to get on board with that. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Dr. Dewey, great job today giving us the full kind of uh, looking back, looking forward, all the implications of things that are going on. Stay warm this weekend. Uh, it's going to be uh, unpleasant. And, uh, I mean, at least you did it. You made me think 25 and sunny sounds pretty good. So there's that. It, it does. It's called acclimatization. It's where we get used to the climate. And that's why a 45 sunny degree, 45 day sunny te- and sunny is going to feel really nice. Whereas somebody from Florida would go, how do you survive in this god awful yes. climate? Yep. So we're used to the cold and the, and the bitter cold will help us get accustomed to normal temperatures when it goes back to normal. All right, I'm going to be hanging on your posts over the next three weeks on social media and looking for the red in there, and I hope I know, we uh, I hope we see more of it. I update social media throughout the day. Everybody remember on Twitter, it is KDewey1, uh, and then on, on uh, Facebook, it's Dewey Weather. So check it out and keep in touch. Thank you, everybody. Please stay safe out there and adjust your plans for the upcoming weekend. There you go, Dr. Ken Dewey. Thank you for your time. We'll uh, take a break. We'll wrap it up after this on Lincoln's News and Talk 1499 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499 KLIN. All right, a little, uh, a little breaking Nebraska football news. Nebraska gets another transfer. Wide receiver Jamal Banks from Wake Forest will be a Husker. He just made it official on social media. He was their leading receiver this last year. 59 catches, 653 yards, four touchdowns. Big-bodied guy, too. 6'5". Had big numbers a year before, too, when Wake Forest. You remember had Sam Hartman was your mm-hmm. quarterback. He mm-hmm. ended up transferring to Notre Dame. And uh, it'll be an addition. That's that's uh, two additions now to that wide receiver room and, and starting to get some bodies there. So you've added two wide receivers. You've added a running back. You've added a offensive guard. You've added a defensive back as well. Um, and so Nebraska getting some real targeted help in the transfer portal. Very much year, I so. Would say. Well, and on top of that, you you didn't get a quarterback because you were able to sign the, the five-star guy that you wanted. Right. And, as well as a quality in-state guy yes. at quarterback. So you, it seems like as you're going into year two of the rule era, they have taken this offseason. Good high school class, trying to fill a lot of needs with those transfers. Yes. So, anyway, big big news uh, again from that transfer portal. All right, uh, that wraps up the show for today. Uh, always enjoy talking. I enjoy so much talking to Dr. Ken Dewey. Uh, always excited when he comes up on the schedule, especially when there's a lot to talk about weather-wise, which we definitely have right now. Speaking of which, blizzard or no blizzard tomorrow morning, you know, maybe, maybe uh, God willing, we're on the uh, two-inch end of all of those projections that Dr. Dewey was talking about. But whatever's going on tomorrow morning, we will be here to help uh, get you through it as is necessary in case we are in what could be some blizzard conditions on a Friday morning. So all of the coverage of that tomorrow morning starting at 6 plus. When the time is right, we'll mix in some music as well because it's a request line Friday if you want to be a part of that and get your song on there. Help us curate the playlist for the show tomorrow. You can text in the song you want to hear at 402-479-1400. No restrictions on you other than you, we need to be able to play it on the radio. So whatever you are feeling. Like hey, there's one rule. Tomorrow. <laughs> that is, uh, that's all that we've got uh, going on tomorrow is uh, blizzarding, telling you the the uh, the things that are going on in the news around you and covering, uh, yep. covering the bases by playing some music too. So. Women's basketball tonight, 7 o'clock here on KLIN. All right. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everybody. It is 9 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln.